Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're talking with Sherry Snow. She's the executive director of the North End Music and Performing Arts Center. Sherry steers the organization towards having an even greater impact on the lives of our community members through quality artistic experiences. Under Sherry's leadership, the North End Music and Performing Arts Center has provided professional opportunities to hundreds of artists and musicians every year, growing their educational programs and partnerships to serve thousands of students every week and promoting the integration of the arts. Good morning, Sherry. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Happy to be here. Thanks, Kendra. Well, I want to start at the beginning. So I was reading all about you, and music clearly has been a part of your life from the start. So I want to know, where did you grow up? Were you kind of in the Boston area or suburbs? And how did your love for music and the arts begin? Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up in Burlington, Connecticut, very small town, rural area, um, just outside of Hartford. And I was involved in um, music and theater programs, you know, through elementary school, middle school, high school, as well as athletics. Um, so it was definitely a juggle to do them both. Um, but my parents really, you know, just saw and um, realized um, I was interested in singing and music, and I'd been singing around the house at a young age. So when I was in fifth grade, they sent me over to um, take music lessons at the University of Hartford. They had a community program, otherwise known as the Hart School of Music. And um, from there, I took weekly music lessons every week. My parents drove me, you know, 45 minutes um, across wow. town to do this. Yeah, it was a big commitment on their end. And, you know, I had, you know, annual recitals. I met a lot of other you know, young singers. And through that, I really just started developing my love and passion for music and the arts and got more involved in theater programs. And eventually then, you know, um, when it was time to go to college, um, my my teacher at the Hart School really helped me um, prepare and get ready for auditions and, you know, um, inspired me to go that route in terms of focusing uh, further studies at the college level in music. And I saw that you have a master's degree in opera performance. And I know this may sound like a stupid question. So that means, does that mean you can sing opera style? Yes. Oh, my so, God. Um, yes, I'm an opera singer. It's been uh, quite a few years since I've performed. But, um, wow. yeah, you know, um, at the Heart School of Music, we were really um, given the option, you know, do you want to go the music theater route, um, which is, you know, you're studying acting, theater, dance, or you, know, you can go the classical music route where you're really focused on your instrument, the quality of your instrument, vocal pedagogy, um, and you, you know, really are trained and um, your instrument is trained and you tend to be more classically focused, which then translates into opera, um, a lot of Western music. Um, so, 
yeah, my graduate degree was very much focused in, in opera, um, and I did some other genres as well, just, you know, outside of school. That's really cool. Opera is hard. I mean, I, I whenever yeah. I meet or can talk to somebody who can actually sing opera mm-hmm. style, I always wonder, like, you hear a song on the radio, could you turn that into, could you sing that in an opera style for any song? Or is it, is there a certain type of music that is better, you know, fitted for that? Or could you just sing yeah. like, you know, Ariana Grande and just make it into an opera song if you wanted to? <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, and sometimes we often, you know, sound like that. Um, but, um, you know, it's funny. My sister would always, she always used to say when we would go out for karaoke or, you know, singing around yeah. the house, she'd always say, can you just sing this in your non-opera voice? <laughs> so, oh, um, you know, I tried to get rid of my vibrato and sing it more in a pop contemporary way. But, um Oh, yes, it's funny. definitely possible. <laughs> you know, I'm curious, did your elementary and middle schools have a big music and arts program? Because I, I have three young kids, and I'll get mm-hmm. into that in a little bit, but I'm wondering if it was big for you. I remember, I mean, it was much bigger. I'm 40 years old now, so when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I know that the arts program was much bigger than it is now in schools. Mm-hmm. Did your schools have a big program for the arts? You know, um, we did have a big program. In elementary school, we had a choir, we had a a band for grades four and five, a jazz band, and all of this was in school. And then um, middle school, high school, we had the same offerings. So, yeah, we realized that as well um, in terms of just, you know, um, I'd say like a decade ago, you know, the arts were really cut and there mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of funding. But I think over the last, you know, five, ten years, BPS, Boston Public Schools, especially area and other schools have really been able to align, you know, their their support towards the arts and towards right. music programming, um, you know, partnering with organizations like NEMPAC, the Northern Music and Performing Arts Center, to be the yeah. third party going into the schools, being able to supplement, um, you know, what was lacking for so many years. So let's talk about how you made your way to the North End Music and Performing Arts Center. How did you <laughs> end up there? Tell us about it. So um, after I um, went to grad school, when I was in Boston, I, um, I was living in the North End. I had moved to this area I was out near the Boston University area in Alston for quite a while, and my good friend said, hey, you know, let's move over to the North End. It's such a great little neighborhood. <laughs> and so, you know, we did. I, I found at the time the North End was so far, like, it just seemed isolated to me yeah. or, you know, hard to get over there through public transportation. But um, anyhow, we ended up moving over to the North End, um, and I was in grad school at the time, and after a year of living in the North End, I realized there was this community music school, NEMPAC, and I had no idea. I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it living in this small neighborhood, you know, not just a mile radius around. And um, so I, I heard there was this music center, and I walked over to the building, you know, on Google Maps, and there was no signage. This was, um, it looked like a very old brick building off of, um, it's off the Paul Revere Mall, um, where the Paul Revere statue is in the North End. And the both doors were locked, and I couldn't get in. And I'm thinking to myself, how is there a music center in the neighborhood that I live in when, you know, all my life it seems I've been studying music? So I was just inspired to learn more about this, this music center and, you know, what it was, what they do, um, why, you know, the lack of visibility, um, why, you know, it was invisible and um, see how I could get involved and just 
help and, you know, volunteer or teach, um, but really just try to bring more music to this area in the North End where, you know, a lot of people come here for for the tourism, for the restaurants, for the pastries, the cannolis, um, but... It's such a rich neighborhood with culture and mm-hmm. um, and the arts, and I was really happy to get involved and just be, elevate that. So let's talk about some of the programs. You have some amazing programs at the North End Performing Arts Center. You've got youth music theater programs, a school outreach program. There are winter concert series with professional musicians and artists that are in the Boston area, and of course, an opera project. So can you talk a little bit more about each of those programs and what they offer? Sure, sure. So we have two different focuses of the organization. We are a educational facility or site, and then we're also a professional performing arts center. So um, through our educational site slash music school, we offer classes, um, school um, outreach. So we're um, working with Boston Public Schools to provide in-school music programming and supplement um, teachers in the schools. We provide music lessons, lots of classes uh, for all ages and all abilities. And then the performing arts side of the organization, we are working with local professional artists and musicians, and we present these high-quality performances, and they include the Winter Concert Series, which we have um, November that starts, and then we go until March. We have a different program every month. Um, that's presented at uh, various um, venues in and around the North End. And then we have a Jazz in the Park Summer Series, which is coming up this season wow. in partnership with the Greenway and the City of Boston. And that series is, you know, just so wonderful. Last year we had an all-women series um, featuring musicians from all around the world, um, really, you know, sharing their their backgrounds and their genres of music and and um, their passion um, on stage for all to see at a free, you know, public event at the Greenway. Um, I love it. And then, yeah, then we have um, the Opera Project, which, you know, was co-founded 10 years ago um, with a, a friend and colleague of mine um, who we both were studying opera at the time. And we realized the lack of performance opportunities for people who were just, you know, coming out of these graduate degree programs, you know, investing all this time, money, and energy into studying this art form, um, and, you know, not really having a place to go or a place to, um, you know, build on our professional experiences before we went maybe to New York or started auditioning for um, major opera companies. Um, So, We've co-founded this program, the NEPEC Opera Project, really to support opportunities for local singers and musicians trying to bridge the gap between a graduate program or young professional program into, you know, a a career in the arts. Um, So so that's been really successful. And and then we have, you know, some um, other events. We have a lot of uh, community programs throughout the year for families and, um, and adults and seniors. And then we have, um, we start open mic nights in, during the pandemic, which were so popular. Um, it's just so wonderful to gather people together virtually during, you know, a time where we all sure. were in this social isolation. And, um, and we just actually um, brought those in person last year when we opened facility here in the North End. So that's been really great. I love it. And I want to give the website out again. So it's NEMPAC. So it's N-E-M-P-A-C-Boston.org. Is that correct? 
That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And how can people do they can you register? Can anybody sign up or do you have to apply to be a part of any of these programs? How does that work? So anyone can sign up. We are all about accessible accessibility for all, excuse me. So we we offer our programs to all ages and all abilities. There is something for everyone at NEMPAC, and we're really proud of that. So whether you're a uh, you know, a toddler looking for, uh, or a parent of a toddler looking for baby music classes, or whether you are a professional artist looking for a job, um, or whether you're a senior, you know, looking to get out of the house and come to a live program or a live concert. Um, yeah, we have something for everyone. So um, definitely, you know, go to our website, see what we offer, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We also have scholarships. So, um, you know, in order to be accessible, um, we ensure that our programs are you know, available to all, and we have fee-based scholarships, which um, actually in a couple of weeks we have a really exciting fundraiser on the green light to support our Marshall Scholarship Fund, which awards over $8,000 in scholarships a year to North End. Youth. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Well, if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been talking with Sherry Snow. She's the executive director of the North End Music and Performing Arts Center. Under Sherry's leadership, the North End Music and Performing Arts Center has provided professional opportunities to hundreds of artists and musicians every year. Their educational programs and partnerships serve over 1,200 students a week and promotes the integration of the arts. Let's get back to our conversation. You know, I have three kids, Sherry, two of whom are on the autism spectrum, and I know how crucial music has been for them. We It's embedded in their school curriculum. It was how we actually taught them to do simple daily tasks like brushing their teeth, getting dressed. We would sing to them, you know, we're not very good singers, but we would do our best. But it was really amazing to see how impactful music was for just basic learning skills. I mean, and I've got, you know, two children on the spectrum, but just for any kid learning, music really has such an impact. Do you think, and I know we talked about it a little bit before, but do you think we need to really increase the arts in schools and introduce them at a younger age? I mean, absolutely. I think I think music and the arts are so important for um, child's development. Um, we have seen so many kids to our program and the difference between, you know, point of entry and even, you know, a six month period is incredible. I mean, the social skills that they develop, um, they can communicate non-verbally through this expressive art form. I mean, it's truly just phenomenal. And I definitely think that, you know, we need to continue investing in the arts in our local schools, as well as the local community centers like NEMPAC, who are really trying to make sure that our programming is accessible to all, to all ages and all abilities. Are there communities, I mean, even in like the Boston area or even just throughout New England that we need to focus more on as far as getting the performing arts and music into their lives? I mean, do you see a a huge gap in certain areas where there are no arts, no performing arts and in other areas where they're, you know, they've got tons of it? Is it is there a huge difference? I feel like it's hard to see gaps, but I believe that exists. Yes. I believe that organizations like NEMPAC, who have these deep-rooted connections to their local neighborhoods, mm-hmm. like the North End of Charlestown, we're now in Dorchester as well, um, we're able to really learn about the community and learn about the needs and how we can help, um, what voids that we can fill, um, really through the arts and through our programs. So, 
yes, I do feel like there are gaps. And that is one thing that we strive to do is to fill those gaps. And Sherry, you talked briefly just now about the scholarships and the financial aid part that you Mm -hmm. offer um, through the North End Music and Performing Arts Center. And I just want to reiterate that you've awarded close to $8,000 in music scholarships each year. So talk, if you can, a little bit more in depth about that and about those opportunities and how anyone listening can maybe apply for it or get involved or, you know, if they're looking, if they love music, they have somebody like you that has been involved, it's been a part of their life for a long time, how can they apply for a scholarship or financial aid through your program? Yeah, sure. So um, we have two different scholarship programs. One is the Marshall Geraldine Fund, which is for North End, and that does award annual $8,000. And then we have our other scholarship fund where we award over $12,000 a year. So next year, we're looking at a budget of about $20,000 that we'll be allocating to need-based scholarships. And we encourage anyone interested in music lessons, an after-school program, Mm -hmm. um, enrolling in an early childhood program to contact us, reach out to us. You know, we have information on our website, but you can email info at nempacboston.org or, you know, give us a call and we'd be happy to talk to anyone about all of our programs and see if we can support tuition and enrollment with scholarships. We also are very fortunate to offer funding to youth to participate in our full day, full week long summer program. That's awesome. Yeah. So like music theater based workshops where they come to us every day, all day, and then they perform a show at the end of the week. So we really can see all that they've learned. Um, But we're, we're really happy to provide the scholarship for that program as well, because we've really seen the need, um, especially over the summertime when school is not in session, yeah. um, to support these kids. Wow. that's You've done an incredible job. And I wanted to ask you, too, as the executive director and as, oh, as a woman, and of course the show is called Exceptional Women, you're <laughs> in a management role. And, you know, of course we want to see more women in leadership roles and management roles. We want to see people making a difference. And I wanted to ask you what that's been like for you. And do you see that getting better, that there are more women kind of getting into the leadership, the boss type role, the executive director roles? And and how has that impacted your life in being in this position? Such an amazing position. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm certainly so proud to, to be leading this organization as a woman. And um you know, having the opportunity to grow through the organization and having the support um, that I receive from, you know, my board of directors, um, staff, and just local neighbors, you know, it's been phenomenal. And I definitely have seen, um, and I also look at, you know, any networking opportunities mm-hmm. I can find to meet other you know, women professionals that are leading arts organizations or businesses. Um, I think, you know, it's just phenomenal work. I think it's continue supporting you know, women in owned businesses um, as well as nonprofits. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud and we've come a long way as an organization and, and also just, you know, anyone who has a vision for something and a passion for something, you know, go for it, dream yeah. big um, yep. and put in the work uh, and the energy and you will see a return. It will happen. That's right. What's your goal, Sherry, for the future of the North End Performing Arts Center? Do you do you hope to see certain things happening or an increase in something within the next few years? 
Yeah, so we are working on a couple things. We are we're actually in the middle of a strategic planning process now, but we've just realized, you know, this more than ever, especially coming out of the pandemic for for arts and music programs. Um, we've just seen how much the arts have connected people um, and, you know, supported even issues, which, you know, we're all talking about now, mental health issues. Um, so we've um, seen this need and we want to continue to be this need for our, for our communities and in the city of Boston. And we want to grow. So one of our, you know, priorities is looking at more facility space as well as expanding into other local neighborhoods in Boston and really getting to know those communities and the needs how, you know, we can support arts and music programming in those communities. Um, of course, staying true to art as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been yeah. talking a lot about your love for music and your love to be involved in getting music and the arts into the lives of so many other people and kids and community members. But who inspires you every day? Is there someone in your life that, you know, is that positive influence or that that impactful person that helps you to get up every day and do what you love to do? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, I think it comes from some a variety of sources for me. Um, but, you know, definitely the people that I surround myself with on a daily basis. You know, I have truly wonderful friendships. My parents. Um, you know, my mom is, is one of the, still to this day, you know, mm-hmm. one of the hardest working people I know. And, yep. um, you know, it's just so positive and so giving. And, you know, she's really been a role model for And then my dad is someone with the musical side. Um, and he, he has the passion. You know, he goes to karaoke every week. <laughs> and um, and he's it. always encouraging me to, you know, keep following my dreams and keep making sure that, you know, we work to ensure all have access to music. So I definitely say my parents. Oh, I love that. Are there any musicians or artists that have influenced you that maybe you dream of working with in the future or somebody that you want to work with? Could be anyone, any, any musician, artist, performer, anyone that you would love to get the chance to work with? Yeah, I mean, Lady Gaga is one of my biggest fans. Okay. All right, we'll see what we can do. We're a radio station. Maybe we can pull out the connection there. (laughs) I mean, she's just a phenomenal artist um, and a phenomenal woman, phenomenal person. So that would be amazing. I also am just deeply inspired by um, Renee Fleming. She's a opera singer, American opera singer. Um, has a very successful career and has inspired a lot of young singers. And she certainly inspired me throughout my my studying opera and music. Um, and then, you know, one of my favorites is also Van Morrison. He oh, is, you yes. know, just a staple in my life. And yeah. I can't get enough Van Morrison. <laughs> well, I think that what you're doing with the North End Music and Performing Arts Center is just fabulous. Sherry Snow, the executive director of the North End Music and Performing Arts Center. You are an inspiration to others. You are doing a great job at involving kids, adults, community members, and getting them into music and introducing music to them. So for anybody listening, if you want to find out more, you want to apply, you want to sign up for some of these programs, you can go to nempacboston.org. It's N E M. P-A-C-Boston.org. We'll put a link up on our website as well on magic1067.com. Sherry, it has been awesome having you on the show today. You are exceptional. Keep doing what you're doing, and I wish you so much success and happiness in your career. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Kendra. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to Sherry Snow for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talked with celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in talking with your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and let us know if you have someone you'd like to recommend to be featured on our show. And you can follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love to hear from you and be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.